Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm extremely excited to welcome back to the show, Josh Dubow of the Associated Press, but more importantly, Michigan grad. Go Blue. Josh, I did have a podcast since Michigan won, but we were talking all about Eric Armstead and Walter Payton Man of the Year. So the listeners have not gotten to listen to me talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue! Go Blue! We can, yeah, it's all, never too late to talk about the National Championship game. And no. National Argyle Day. So. And National Argyle Day. And for those of you that were not aware, January 8th was National Argyle Day. And the reason this was important is because... My ring light feels very aggressive, but we'll <laughs> just go with it. The reason this was important is because John Harbaugh won on Christmas. Jim Harbaugh won the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. So Harbaugh's on holiday Mondays was an important part of this victory. And it was National Argyle Day on the 8th. Thank goodness. <laughs> Where would you rank this national championship in your sports fandom? I was asked this question, and I know my answer, but I'd like to know yours. Um, gosh, it's the most recent, so it feels like for that. Like, um, it'd be right up there for me with uh, when the Yankees won the 1996 World Series. I grew up a Yankees fan. and. Okay was really young when they won in the 70s and didn't really get to enjoy that um so the 1996 season i was living in new york at the time um basically watched or listened to every game that entire year and then when he was right up there and then the 97 michigan championship and Mm -hmm. then and then this one yeah there yeah but uh there's something about this one just the whole everything that we went through Mm -hmm. in november especially yeah and then all the thing you know the the struggles the first few years against Ohio State with Harbaugh to like finally break through in twenty twenty one and then finally break through in the playoff this year. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's right there. So I put it as number one. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah. But the, but and I don't think it's recency bias. I think it just was number one, and partly because of the things you just talked about. And Team One Forty Four felt felt very special. And I I actually I was thinking about this the other day. Like really, the fact that they did win it with everything that I'm actually say we because we went to the University of Michigan, so this is a we thing. Yeah. But with everything though that that team did go through and all the distractions, like as a sports fan on, on the fan side of my life. There's nothing I hate more than distractions because I do think they oftentimes seep 
<laughs> it's the game and they can create problems. We've seen it many times, but this team was so focused, no matter who their coach was, <laughs> they just <laughs> got through it. I mean, that Penn State game, to be in the air on the way and find out that Harbaugh's not going to be coaching that Saturday and the whole thing, just like so much happened. And they still just kept going, winning game after game and some of them very tough games. And it was incredible. Yeah, getting through that week, that Penn State week, that week was just crazy. Thinking back to that week, how crazy it was with, you know, the suspension coming down on the plane. You know, all week, is the suspension going to come down? And Mm -hmm. it comes down on the plane. And then you're waiting for like a court injunction that Friday night, it doesn't come. You wake up Saturday morning, think there's going to be a court injunction, and then it doesn't Mm -hmm. come. And then it's, you know... They get through that game with the whole Sharon Moore post-game interview. Mm-hmm. And all the emo- you know, and you get through that. And once they got through that, then it seemed like the rest was all somewhat easier. I'm sure how In theory, though, that Maryland, Maryland game was very stressful. Yeah, so was stressful Ohio State, so was Alabama. Yeah. They were stressful. But, I mean, I always did feel like they were going to win, but that Penn State game, I, I kind of with you. Once they got through that, then I had like even more conviction that they were going to yeah. win it all. I, I kind of felt that way from the beginning of the season, but. That, and I think that Penn State game, too, you had a lot of people who were starting to say, well, if Michigan did lose today, you, know, you could understand why with everything they went through and all of the things. But they won that game on the road in a very tough environment with an injured quarterback. And I mean, he hurt his ankle at some point during that game and and not without their coach and the whole thing. It was really it was really something else. Yeah, that was, well, it was good times. It was it was good times. And now we're going to switch gears a little bit, but I'm going to use a Michigan segue because there are going to be a number of Michigan players on the field on Saturday because not only do we have all those Fort Adams Michigan players, but Rashawn Gary for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, John Rooney Jr., right? He's still there? Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Guys, so. so many Michigan players. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, who to highlight. It's a shame Predictable Picks is done because <laughs> Definitely could have added more people into the mix. But uh, the Green Bay Packers come to Levi Stadium to play the 49ers who have championship dreams of their own. Um, do you think it would be like the littlest bit funny? I know that the 49ers not find this funny, but the littlest bit funny if they talked all season about wanting the one seed, like going back to training camp, all they talked about was this one seed and how important it was to get the one seed. And then they get the one seed and they get it in dramatic fashion. And then they were to lose at home for the seven seed. I don't know why I find that pretty funny. <laughs> they might not find it as funny as you, as you no, do right now. <laughs> I don't think I don't and I don't think my listeners would find it all that funny. No, I yeah. just think that the idea of it is like kind of funny. I bet the Cowboys right now don't think it's funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they were not the one seed. But that probably won't happen. That being said, the Packers looked good. They were surprising. Uh, obviously the pick six was not ideal and nobody played up to par on the Dallas Cowboys, but the Packers look like a pretty good football team. Against yeah, they do. I'm or Sunday. not sure their defense is going to be good enough to stop the 49er offense. I know they, be the they did a very good job against Dallas, and Dallas's offense is good, but I just think matching up with the 49ers offense is very diff- difficult. If you have any weakness, Kyle Shanahan finds it. Yeah. And the Packers definitely have some weaknesses in coverage, and this seems hard for me to believe that they're going to be able to shut down the Niners for three quarters the way they did Dallas. And then, you know, can Jordan Love keep up with that? Tommy's playing great. Um, Aaron Jones is running the ball really well. Their offense is looking really good. But they're going to score some points to, to keep up. Um, 
keep with the Niners. I don't see them holding the Niners down. No, I, I don't think so. The Niners just have too many weapons. And I think with, with Dallas, you saw Dak and CeeDee Lamb very much not on the same page. I don't think that's going to be an issue with Brock Purdy and his receivers. Tony Pollard has had a great season. He is not Christian McCaffrey. Right. You know, I think that the 49ers offense, as talented as Dallas is, and they are very talented, and there's really no excuse for their performance, they're going to have to figure things out there. And I think that they're working on figuring them out. Mm-hmm. But as talented as they are, I don't think when offensively they are nearly as good as San Francisco. Um, Aaron Jones had a really good game, and I, I bring that up because it looks like the 49ers will, most likely it seems like they'll have Eric Armstead back, which will be a huge help to their run defense, which is they're certainly struggled a little bit in his yeah. absence. Uh, it ultimately didn't matter in terms of getting this magical one seed that they're very excited about. But, and I was excited about too, because it was nice for us to have a weekend off and mm-hmm. a bye week going into the playoffs. But um, I think that becomes important for them in terms of the Packers offense, because I think the Packers' best defense is their offense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they're going to score, keep the Niners off the field. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, they took the ball. They won the toss and took the ball at Dallas, mm-hmm. um, which you know most teams don't do. I'm guessing they will start with the ball on Saturday either way, because Kyle Shanahan will always defer. And yeah, I'm guessing they will have the same approach that they want to get in the lead and make the Niners play from behind because the Niners have shown definitely they've shown this year that if they're playing from ahead, they are very difficult to beat, and you need to get ahead of them. So. Um, be interesting. I would assume that he'll take the same approach. Um, and you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can get into the lead early. Yeah, they started with back-to-back touchdown drives against Dallas. So, um, be, yeah, oh, no. whether, whether they can do that, you know, if they can do that, and then okay, now things are a little interesting. Um, as opposed to, um, you know, if they get stopped in that first drive, fall behind, and it could it could really get out of hand, probably. Yes, I think it could get out of hand really quick. You have two coaches who know each other very well, which is always a storyline. And it's funny because when we looked at this weekend, uh, there were thoughts, of course, they would play the Rams and you had two coaches who knew each other very well. But of course, the Rams lost. It didn't matter once Green Bay won. They were they were playing uh, the Packers. But LaFleur and Shanahan, it's always going to be kind of fun to watch them go head to head. It's a little bit of a chess match. Shanahan is a lot more talent on his team. And I, I do think he's just maybe a little bit better of a coach, but it's still kind of fun and, and it creates a fun storyline. Yeah, it'll be a little, obviously a different look this year. We used to look over against Shanahan with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams the last times they right. played in the playoffs. And they also had neither one of those. So it's definitely, <laughs> different, it's definitely a very different. And obviously, Brock Purdy is different than Jimmy Garoppolo on the Niners end too. But it's just, it's going to be very different watching the Packers in person without Rodgers. You know, because they're, you know, Got to see a lot of, a lot of Rodgers against the Niners in the playoffs over the years, and it didn't work out well for Green Bay, and all four times. So, um, be interesting to see see how they look with, with a different quarterback, and you know, it'll, it'll be a very very new look. That would also be funny if they yes. Rodgers comes in again. These are things I might find <laughs> funny that a lot of other people, like mainly the people listening to this podcast, <laughs> would not think are funny yeah. at all. That being said, the idea of both of them kind of like yeah, the is a bit funny. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but still, I mean, by funny, you know, we all have different, different <laughs> we all have different feelings of funny. Uh, that made me think of saying, oh, I was just going to say, do you think the Packers have really though they have perfected the legendary quarterback 
with the person sitting behind them for a few years and then coming in and being very successful. Now, Jordan Love, it took a little while. They started the season two and five. And he's really, we've seen him somewhat develop before our very eyes, but the Packers have kind of really nailed that. Yeah, well, actually, he's, he's, they had to wait a year to make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers when they went that route. They oh, did yeah. not make the playoffs the first year. So he's even ahead of that pace. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's impressive. Like, I didn't know if it was going to work again. Just um, They seemed confident in it. I kind of had my doubts. And a year in, it does look pretty good. So, well, I think everybody had their doubts, especially... Yeah you know, midway through the season, but Jordan Love looks like he has developed and had learned on the job, you know, much like Brock Purdy had to. Brock Purdy had just a little bit more success at it right off the bat, but he has learned on the job and I think they may have their QB of the future. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. When you talk, we talk about the Packers defense, which certainly is not, I think I agree with you. I think they're gonna have a lot of trouble uh, with this Foreigners offense. But I think something to keep an eye on is cornerback Jair Alexander, who's had his own kind of issues uh, going on over the last several weeks, and then had a great game against Dallas, but may or may not be injured. But he's he's such an interesting person to watch because what a confluence of events he's had over the last several. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It's been uh, quite a few weeks for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily, he's not from California, so he won't try to come out for the opening coin toss and sabotage the coin toss. It was uh, so bizarre. Like, how did you even do Like, I just want to know what's going through your head. You're like, you know what? This feels like a good idea. You, just, you could ask ahead of time. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. do you mind if I go out? You know, can I be an honorary captain? Like, yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely an odd. It was, it was an odd Yes. So they're getting suspended for a game, but no, he, he showed up. He showed up last week. So we'll see if he's healthy. I've said the ankle, he hurt his ankle in the game, and I haven't seen any injury reports yet this week. So I don't know how he's how he's looking, but um, obviously that would be a, a huge loss if he wasn't able to play or if he's limited. But if he if he can play, he's very good. He is. If he can play and he's not sabotaging coin tosses, he is very good. They sent out a, for Tuesday, we're recording this Tuesday, an estimated practice report. Okay. They didn't practice. And he would have been limited. It said okay. shoulder and ankle. Okay. So sure. I don't know if I I don't know enough uh, from before this week to know if the shoulder thing is lingering or that you know that I don't. Really yeah, know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I know he's had the ankle for a while. And he had an ankle injury before too, but yeah. So okay. it might be one of those Eric Armstead foot and knee yes. where he's dealing with multiple multiple things at once. But the Eric Armstead foot and knee mystery, but it looks like as yes. I said. He's going to be. Yes. <laughs> it does look like. And the 49ers are pretty healthy at this point. I have to say they're about as healthy as they've been um, all season. And I was trying to think back earlier when the playoffs started last year and the year before, you know, how healthy were they? But they certainly are very healthy at this point. Jair Brown was back at practice. Deshaun Gibson was back at practice. George Odom may be able to come off of IR. So they certainly are looking great. And of course, Christian McCaffrey may be. Yes. No disrespect to any of the other people I mentioned, but perhaps the most important person uh, that they have uh, also was a full go at practice, and that's huge for San Francisco. Yeah, basically the only well, they've been missing obviously Kafunga's out for the year, and yeah, that. But really, the only injury that's been lingering is that Cleveland Farrell will be out right. for at least this week, and yeah, you know, that could be a factor in the run defense. He's been very good yes, on, the, on the base downs and doing that. So Chase Young will have to probably fill that role and be more of a three, you know, play more and and stand up against the run a little more, which is not necessarily 
his strength as much as Cleveland Furl, but um, you know, I think with Eric Armstead there in the middle, that should that should help a lot, and they should be in pretty good shape in their own defense, I would, I would think. Chase Young's an interesting one because they've certainly improved since his arrival, but it's not, he hasn't like taken over a game. And not that necessarily anybody expected him to, right. but we haven't seen him flash, so to speak. But they've certainly improved since his arrival. Yeah, their sack totals have gone way up. Yeah. yeah. Like their pressure rates and stuff have gone up. But yeah, it hasn't necessarily been him. And, but some of it could, you know. He definitely draws more attention than Drake Jackson was drawing when he was playing there on the pass rush down. So I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm sure it's helping Nick Bosa get better matchups and and things like that. So, um, but yeah, he hasn't been number two pick in the draft, Chase Young. Since he's gotten here, he's just, you know, seemed to help. But yeah, not really a a huge impact. Which looking towards the future, and this is total speculation because neither you or I I are going to know the answer to this, but I'd like your opinion on it. He is a free agent after this year. Is he done enough for them to sign him? Or I guess it's just going to depend how much money he wants. But also, I'm wondering how much money he can command at this point. So many questions. Yeah, it's almost the more he does, it's harder to spend because if he does, right. yeah, if he has three sacks in a game, you know, a game in, in this postseason run, and they, you know, it's dominant Chase Young, then it's okay. Someone might be willing to pay him $20, 25000000 million a year. And he's, right. and that's probably out of the Niners price market if he, it's just so-so, then maybe it's like, okay, I can, you know, maybe he comes to the decision that, you know, maybe sign a short-term deal, mm-hmm. get a full season with Chris Kucerich, get a full season in a really good defense, and and then try to cash in. You know, you know I've seen you know, guys like Jadavia Clowney have been doing the one-year deal for like five straight years, whatever it is now, where he's been looking for a long-term deal, has not gotten one, so keeps signing one-year deals and, and doing that. Jason maybe could do that and would be looked to say, but yeah, I think it will depend a lot on the next couple of weeks, or at least as long as the Niners are playing, as long as this playoff run goes, it'll probably depend on if he plays really well, he probably can price himself out of the Niners. If he doesn't, then maybe he could come back on a shorter term deal, sort of, you know, lower market deal. But um, yeah, I think we'll find out a lot more in the next couple of weeks. I bet the 49ers would like himself to like him to price himself. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> he can price himself out, go get a big contract, they can get the comp pick for him and and move on and yeah. everyone will be happy. And yeah. Okay. They can have a Super Bowl and be like, okay, we miss no, we miss you, Chase Young, but But that's okay. And Nick Bosa will I mean, he, I think he's been lovely for him to have him, but right. so I think it's very big of us to speak of these people considering that they went to such a terrible school. Well, yeah, maybe you know, then maybe Nick Bosa could get someone like Braden McGregor to be a his opposite edge rusher next year and have a good Michigan man to help him out as now opposed to Chase Young. Yeah, now so we have options. Yeah, there are plenty of options for them to draft Michigan players, as we know. There's like a million of them. In yeah. fact, as I, I said to Josh earlier, if all I did, like if I had just been dropped into the middle of the world and someone gave me my Instagram feed and said, who's going to the draft? I would think only Michigan players because my feed has been one after the other declaring for the draft. So there's that. So there'll be a plethora of options in yes. all kinds of positions. Great <laughs> picks will live on. We'll live on. Which, by the way, in case anyone was curious, which I'm sure you all were, Ronnie Bell is the season one champion, and Josh is drinking his coffee out of his predictable pick mug here. Uh, Ronnie Bell is the season one champion. Jake Moody, first runner-up. And George Kittle, best supporting actor. <laughs> just He was so fine <laughs> to just keep coming on in the show. We loved having him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to have him. He can, he can go back next year. I, don't know, I can't remember if they play Iowa. I don't think they play Iowa next year. I can't remember. They don't. But, 
But okay, he did, but yeah. he came in for other games too. He, he came in for other games too. Yeah. Yeah. He's ready to pick against Michigan and be wrong every week. Really. Yep. It's been going on for years and I, I don't need yep. it. So there's that. All right. We have lots to keep an eye on for this week. I'm going to ask you for your very early in the week score prediction for Saturday. I'll, I'll go 49ers 34, Packers 20. Okay. I will go 49ers 31, Packers 17. Just okay. Like, yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there we go. Same but different. So. But, you know, uh, Josh, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter or X, Josh Dubow AP. Um, and articles all over. Just Google my name and the articles show up there usually. And I'm a little disappointed that you're only picking one field goal, though, by the way, and I'm picking two. Well, I think we both know my anxiety level can only <laughs> you know, I you know, I, I'm having I'm having two fifty plus yard field goals in my in my thirty four points. So yeah, and you're just going with one field goal. Just just, field just, goal. just for the record that one of us is, yeah is believing in the kicker. And, well, okay, and well, now, so but now that you say that I have to say that's not the case. Really <laughs> it's just that I think the 49ers offense is so good and that this pattern ah, yeah, really can't match up that they are gonna have so many touchdowns. Got it. That's why there there's only gonna be one drive where they need to kick a field goal. But okay. I think that it's fair to say that nobody <laughs> in the world it's possible the kicker's mother does not believe in the kicker as much as I she might I, think I, I don't wanna I don't want to say that for sure because I really don't know, but I think we can all I think as much maybe as much as you do. I don't think anyone it's possibly more than you. That's true. Right. But certainly, you can match, but you can't exceed. Yes. Exactly. No. I, think that's, I think that's totally true and fair. Yeah. No. Um, so if you guys like what you heard, and if you too believe in the kicker, please make sure to leave us a five-star <laughs> rating and a super positive review. You can find me on Twitter at or X. I, I still, I'm going to call it Twitter like for the end of time. Yes. At Tracy FGSN on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. We are brought to you by Bet Online, and I think that is everything. I'll be back again later this week with uh, Matt Scheidman from The Athletic. He oh, Matt yeah. went to my high school. He went to my high school. He did? Many years, many years after me, but yes, he yes. proud graduate yeah. of Bolton High School. Yes. Oh. T- t- tell him go Warriors when he's on. I will, and I bet a lot of our listeners like go like the Warriors. Well, they're probably a little upset with the Warriors right now, but yeah, in theory, the they'll go yeah. Warriors people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. There you I go. Love that. Well, you're welcome, Wilton High School. I really. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. We'll talk to you next time. And Josh, thanks for joining me as always. Yeah, go blue. Thanks. Go blue. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.